Welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. My name is still Joseph Scrimshaw. Today's episode features people who are very good at singing and playing stringed instruments. My good friends Molly Lewis and the Double Clicks, a.k.a. Aubrey and Angela Weber, discussing their mutual obsession with dinosaurs. This episode was recorded live at San Diego Comic-Con. It was, in fact, recorded outside. So if you listen closely, you can hear our nerd flesh gently sizzling in the sun. It is beautiful. But back to dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs because they are sort of an analogy for life. They are amazing, yet terrifying. As a child, I was totally fascinated with them, and then when I went to college, I took a bunch of classes on dinosaurs to fulfill science requirements. Then, as I entered adulthood, I was able to pronounce Pachycephalosaurus with ease and confidence. I was young, I was cocky, and I thought I knew everything about dinosaurs. But then... Life happens, shit changes, and suddenly your five-year-old nephew knows more actual facts about dinosaurs than you, and if you make even a tiny incorrect statement, the child will let you know. Dinosaur knowledge and the ability to wield it in casual conversation, that is the true circle of life. Sure, there's living and dying and having kids and your physical body returning to the galactic space matter from which it was created, but more than anything, life is about whether or not you know that Tracheodephalodon was actually a bipedal omnivore who had leathery wings, a razor-sharp beak, a prehensile tail, and two large, flexible middle fingers designed to flip off predators. I made all of that up. If you have not rage quit the podcast because of dinosaur inaccuracy, then I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. But enough about dinosaurs, let's talk about me. Everyone you will hear on this podcast, myself, Molly Lewis, and the Double Clicks, will all be performing at DragonCon 2015 this Labor Day weekend. Immediately after DragonCon, Molly, the Double Clicks, and I leave for our East Coast tour, hashtag Nerd Night Out. We'll be in Brooklyn, Boston, D.C., and many more cities on the East Coast. For info on the tour and all my DragonCon shows, check out josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. Also, I have a new comedy album available right now. It's called Rebel Scum. It's all about Star Wars and how that great fantasy saga interacts with the real world that we have to live in. I will have physical CDs available at DragonCon and the Nerd Night Out Tour, but you, lovely humans of the internet, can buy the digital version of the album right now on Bandcamp. All the info is on the homepage of my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And now, with no further ado, turn down the lights, cradle your favorite dinosaur toy, and most importantly, hold on to your butts as you enjoy our obsession with dinosaurs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am a human being who is talking into a microphone at a live event, a live recording of Obsessed Podcast. It's very weird to record a podcast outside. Podcasts are dark things that should happen in basements. <laughs> but I have sunglasses on, and I can see the water. This is probably more boats than I've ever been at an obsessed podcast taping. This is the most boats at a I, podcast I, ever. I count at least three boats. What about bouncy castles? About par for b bouncy castles right now? I think now? there are usually a lot of bouncy castles yeah, okay. at podcasts. That's, <laughs> that's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have some wonderful guests with me here tonight. Uh, looking out at the bay, I was kind of hoping that Aquaman would pop up on a dolphin. 
But he is not here yet, sadly. So you have to deal with us. <laughs> <laughs> I get to deal with you guys. Aww. I feel very lucky. Uh, my guests are the wonderful and talented Molly Lewis. That's me. Yay! And the wonderful and talented Double Clicks. That's me's us. And me as well. Me's. Yes. Me too. That's them's. Uh, the Double Clicks <laughs> are two separate human beings. Uh, so I'll be using your first names throughout the podcast. Angela and yeah. Aubrey. Yes. Aubrey, that's me. Angela. I'm neither of them. We're do, Pokemon now. <laughs> yeah, do you guys need to say your names before you speak, like you're engaging your power? I like people to know which one of us is which. <laughs> understandable, understandable. And our, our obsessed topic for today is dinosaurs. Uh, I love dinosaurs. I have loved dinosaurs for a long time, since I was a small child. The first thing I ever loved as a child uh, was Star Wars, and I spoke about it incessantly. So my mother spent a lot of time telling me, Star Wars is not real. Uh, and then I liked oh. dinosaurs, and I kept talking about dinosaurs uh, and expecting my mother to yell at me that those were not real. And it seemed unfair somehow that Star Wars didn't get to be real, but dinosaurs could be. It just seemed like bullshit to me. Wait, your mom your mom smacked down your enthusiasm for Star Wars by telling you it wasn't real? Yes. What was the Santa Claus policy in your household? <laughs> it was a sort of a... It didn't exist at the time, but a sort of shrugging emoticon attitude <laughs> towards Santa Claus. Whatever. The Star Wars thing was out of concern because I spoke about it too often. Oh, like when of, I grow up, I'm going to Star Wars? Yes, like anything I saw. Like, here's a piece of cheese. I wonder if Luke Skywalker eats cheese. There's a cloud. I wonder if Bespin's up there. <laughs> to the point where my parents like, okay, we need to we need to really check in on this guy a lot. So then, when I, when I was around that attitude, and then I was just told by the world, there used to be giant lizards that walked the earth and fought and stuff. And I was like, that gets to be real? This yeah. is bullshit. Come on. Either everything you love should be a lie or nothing you love should be a lie, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yes, that's the optimistic version of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I have some questions for you guys. Uh, first, starting with you, Molly, uh, can you tell uh, listeners a little bit about who you are? And then please tell me your first dinosaur memory. Oh, those are both big questions. They are. Uh, That'll be the rest of the podcast. <laughs> who are you? What is your dinosaur memory? Well, my, my name is Molly Lewis. I play the ukulele and I write songs. Um, I don't have any songs about dinosaurs, and so I feel kind of less qualified to be here than the double clicks necessarily. I can't think of... I know I had, like, dinosaur coloring books and dinosaur sort of... I had a picture book. I remember the, the ones that fascinated me the most were the ones that they look like they're bald. And they butt heads. Angela, what are those called? The bald butting head dinosaurs. Uh, I believe that is the Pachycephalosaurus. Okay. Oh, oh, those ones. I wanted yeah. that superpower real hard. The head butting superpower? <laughs> yeah. Well, because when I was a kid, I, my hair was down to the back of my knees and I would slap people with it, and I thought that just head butting people would be more effective <laughs> as, a, as a form of self defense. So you, you whipped uh, adults in the knees with your hair as a I four did. year old? Well, they'd go, oh, Molly, your hair's so beautiful. And I'd go, whoosh. And oh, smack yeah. him in the face. I'll teach you what beauty is. Mm -hmm. It's knee pain. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like a Beyonce video. Uh, Angela. Uh, my name is Angela. I am in a band called The Double Clicks. As mentioned, we have two songs about dinosaurs, possibly three, depending on how you look at life. And uh, my first uh, dinosaur memory was, I mean, I'm sure I knew them before this, but this is the first I remember, is that I joined the Dinosaur Club, where you sent away and got a newspaper um, every month that would tell you news about dinosaurs, and I, uh, I would write them fan mail and poems and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, draw pictures and 
And by draw pictures, I mean color in pages from a coloring book and mail that to you them. Tear and out they, other people's artwork and look send what it to I them. Discovered. Yeah, I was the original mashup artist. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, and it was very important to me. And then we would we got a tape, like we went to a, a show about dinosaurs, and we got a tape that we could listen to that was like a narrated story of the dinosaurs. And I was too terrified to listen to it. So I really liked dinosaurs, but couldn't participate in the culture because I was a wimp. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey, were you stronger than your sister? <laughs> she believed so hard that they could get her at any moment. Uh, I uh, I remember that show. He was singing about being a T-Rex, and he was wearing a T-Rex costume. It was a great uh, performer. He also had a, a herbivore on the show who was the, you know, the playing the opposite role of, uh, please don't eat me. So that was the frightening part. It was like, oh man, this guy could be murdered at any moment. Uh, we had a lot of fear as children. So you can't bring us to like a really fake dinosaur show and tell us people aren't going to die. We're pretty sure they're going to die. It was okay. very convincing. He was singing about it the whole time. Uh, was, the, was the children's performer dinosaur actually singing about murdering children? I'm like, hey kids, this is what the T-Rex does. No, he was, he was I'm going to eat you. He was thinking about uh, murdering the the herbivore, which I think was a brontosaurus at that moment, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> and he had a he had a uke, right? Yeah, okay. he, had, he had a bunch of tracks. It was like you know, awesome multimedia experience. It was very, it was quite the show. Oh, can I retcon my early dinosaur memory? Sure. I just remembered at, at um, Disneyland they have that train that goes around the whole park and there's a bit between Toontown and Main Street where they show you this taxidermy version of the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. uh, for some reason and then <laughs> <laughs> along that same stretch there are these giant robot dinosaurs and I've been going to Disneyland since I was a baby and so I didn't put together that these are separated by millions of years and so I thought if I went to the Grand Canyon I would see dinosaurs and robot dinosaurs too yeah it's like festive music and volcanoes and you know battles to the death it's a messed up world for Molly Lewis. I know. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? Because that might. It was super disappointing. Oh, there yeah. weren't. Yeah, <laughs> no mad paintings, no goats, no oh, trains. Just a damn hole. I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. On, All right, so going down the line, Molly, what is your personal favorite dinosaur? Uh, is it the Pachycephalosaurus? I, I don't, I'm, I'm terrible with dinosaur names, but sh sure. <laughs> Excellent. The head buddy dinosaur. Angela, what is your guy. favorite dinosaur? Uh, my favorite dinosaur is the Velociraptor. Excellent. Yes. And yeah, that's right. Cheer. <laughs> and uh, Aubrey. I will go with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is that because Angela took the Velociraptor? Uh, well, I think I just forgot where the Triceratops was for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to also change your answer? Yeah, I would like to change it to Triceratops. Okay, and is that is that true? Yes, that, I think she the the character in the Land Before Time was my favorite. Yeah, because she was real bossy. Her, her yeah. name was Sarah because she was a Triceratops. Uh, I guess if we're talking specific fictional dinosaurs, <laughs> my favorite dinosaur is Terry from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh yeah. Oh, because he's green and he's he's very polite. He's green and polite. Those are great traits for a dinosaur. <laughs> I like anything that's green and or polite. <laughs> Paleontologist man, what was the most polite dinosaur? <laughs> That was Terry. All right, guys, so this is a little bit more in-depth question. In the movie Jurassic Park, yes. Samuel Jackson prepares people for dinosaur-related problems by saying, hold on to your butts. Is that the best phrase for a dinosaur-related emergency? 
I think so, because when you see something truly terrifying that's also anachronistic, it is likely that your butt will just fall off. That's just like, <laughs> that's how science works. And so he's actually, he doesn't seem like he's a scientist in the movie. He's more of a tech guy, but he actually, he, he read like one book and learned that. And he's that's an why, he's, why he says that. He read a book about fear. And anachronism. In anachronism. Yeah. And learn that butts easily fall off in those situations. And that being over-reliant on automation will make you vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the two things that book said. So he's really not a big fan of, like, big industry, like... No. Because the butts will fall off all over the place. Like, how how would your butt ever stay on in a factory? Well, I mean, if you've got to limit the anachronism is the main main trick. So you've got to keep it modern, but not too modern. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sort of follow-up question for you guys. Has there ever been a situation in your life, uh, stressful perhaps, that has been improved by holding on to your own butt? Oh, wow. (laughs) Say that into the microphone, Molly. I should think so. I, I mean, I just hold on to my butt all the time just to be safe, so <laughs> I've turned out okay. You never know. <laughs> I just run away. Well, and, and velociraptors are really, like, about waist high, so they might go straight for the butt. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, you got to protect your butt. you got to watch it. So, watch like, maybe assets. if you put your hands over your butt, the velociraptor doesn't know it's there? Yeah. Although then your hands Object permanence go. is not a strong suit for velociraptors, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you want to defend your hands more than your butt, though. You say that, but... Yeah, but... But... That's a difficult question, How many times can we say but into this park? (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing out over the marina, people in Coronado going, what? Welcome to Obsessed with Butts. I heard Velociraptor and Butts. What's going on over there? It sounds amazing. Aubrey, did you want to weigh in on the butt debate? Well, it sounds like we need some sort of butt armor to solve this problem. (laughs) Yeah. That was the big plot hole in Jurassic World. Samuel L. Jackson branded butt armor. (laughs) Uh, If your DNA was mixed with the dinosaurs to make a new creature, what would each of your individual dinosaurs be like? I'd still be pretty small, I think. Mm -hmm. Smaller than I appear in textbooks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I dig the Stegosaurus sort of sail thing down the back, so I'd probably have those. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think you're... Just to whack people in the face with when I Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. That's what your sort of uh, instinct for defense is. <laughs> yeah. whack you. Is to shake your body and have those near you harmed. Are the stegosauruses the ones that have the spikes on their tail? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want... Yeah. Would you have a tail? Oh, gosh, yes. Of yeah. course I would. I think I would mostly want to focus on running fast and having a tail. Um, and also feathers, because that seems freaking awesome. Would you like big, fancy, pretty feathers? Plumage? Uh, no, I would want to get... I would, like, painstakingly dye them to make cool designs, like like uh, like a Starfleet logo in the middle of my back or something like that. <laughs> I think that would be rad. Awesome. Aubrey? Yeah, I think I would probably go for, for just beefing up and being a giant human-dinosaur hybrid mm-hmm. who... Uh, because it seems that was a really cool part of the movie when you could stomp and make ripples in the water of Jurassic Park. I want to hear... They, they should hear me coming, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and your your uh, your catchphrase would be, do you even lift? And then you would throw things at people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just throw jeeps all over the place. <laughs> so if you were a dinosaur, you would just want to be a larger version of yourself 
that could throw jeeps. Just gigantic, yes. The Swolosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, you guys, this is a very important question. If dinosaurs were on social media, what platform do you think they'd prefer? LinkedIn, because they are extinct. <laughs> oh, the audience is unhappy with LinkedIn shade. <laughs> that sounds, that's perfect. Yeah. Aubrey? Yeah, it would be. Or giant dinosaur Aubrey, feel free to answer as either one. <laughs> uh, I don't think they'd be great at taking selfies, so something not selfie-based platform mm-hmm. would be ideal. So maybe so, maybe LinkedIn, maybe, uh, what, Tumblr? Tumblr, live yes. journal. I feel like that- Tinder has a good, like, simple hand gesture. <laughs> they could probably handle that. Or Yo. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's just one button. Yeah. Or it could be like that video of the Jurassic Park dinosaur saying hey. So it would just be hey. But yeah, that'd be great. I like the idea that the Velociraptors could just swipe left and right with their little claw. Just yeah. cut left and right. The phone would not last long. Um, so I read some science on Wikipedia. Good for you. Uh, that said, you've already brought this up, uh, but dinosaurs probably had feathers. Does that make dinosaurs more or less interesting to you guys? How does that make you feel about your relationship with dinosaurs, that they probably had feathers? I feel betrayed and <laughs> scared. Uh, but, okay, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the, the, people have recently started doing this thing where they reconstruct, like, current animals the way that people have reconstructed dinosaurs. So just, like, just based on these bones, if you just put skin over it and scales this is what they would look like, which is what we've done to dinosaurs. Um, and it's terrifying. Like, people look freaking creepy, and dogs look freaking creepy because you're just putting, like, skin on them and not accounting for the fact that there are different textures of animals. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it makes sense. I understand why. It's like, like, you know, I understand why they decided to betray me and lie, but I don't like it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, Molly, any thoughts on feathers? Feelings on feathers? I'm all in favor of expanding the dinosaur cannon. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, they could they could do they could really do a lot with feathers. I feel like I would I like the idea of being more colorful and also just expanding upon the shapes because it is very creepy just to have skin and scales. When yeah, they possibly did have lots. I wish of feathers. I had feathers. You know, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm Maybe jealous. we do. Maybe we just don't know. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll be giving them retroactively when the humans all die and some other species discovers us. Just our bones. It goes, of course they were feathered. Did you hear their podcasts? Of course they were feathered. (laughs) You can hear the swishing. But do you ever feel like, I I, I feel this strongly and I feel bad about it. I feel like that scientific reality has made dinosaurs not monsters. And to be honest, I partially like them because they were monsters. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, I think I like the idea of, like, cuddly, fun dinosaurs. That's okay with me, because I like to project my emotions on them, because that's my job. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I get, they're not, like, they're not Godzilla anymore. They're, like, more like a a pig. I think anything, like, regardless of whether or not it has feathers, if it's gigantic and it destroys Tokyo, it's it's a monster, right? Feathers or no. Like, yeah. if it had, like, a feather boa and was, like, wearing, like, a jacket and, like, a little peppy hat and it was destroying Tokyo, you'd still be like, that's a monster. You know? That's true. If it was giant feathered and eating things and its feathers yeah, were I think matted I, with the blood of other creatures. I think monstrosity manifests itself <laughs> in actions rather than feathers yeah. or no feathers. The problem for me is when I pictured large, mobile, and with feathers, it's just Big Bird. Oh, uh, sure. 
So well, dinosaurs go from like T-Rex, you know, just chewing the hell out of everything, being the best predator ever to now let's ever go, just sauntering down the street. Let's go real deep canon with Sesame Street here for a second. Is Big Bird a dinosaur? Well, I guess he could be. He now. could be. Before he was just okay a bird that was that. big, and now we know the truth. He's just a big, sensitive dinosaur. Fun side note, uh, when I'm doing live uh, recordings of Obsessed, I never know what's going to be picked up uh, by the <laughs> audience or not, so I like to take a moment to acknowledge, uh, if you're listening at home and you're hearing screams of death, it's not that people are angry with the podcast, <laughs> it's that just some people are playing Quidditch in Normal. a park, like they do. Yeah. The yelling is communicating. Yes. Essentials to the game. It looks like Calvin Ball from here. <laughs> it is hard to play Quidditch in reality because of what, you know, with the flying and the magic and the whatnot. It is sort of feathered Quidditch. It's not the way it should be. I mean, I guess I can't ask them because they're playing right now, but how does the snitch mechanism work? Do they just throw it into the harbor and hope somebody will find it? I think it? there's a person. I think it's a person. Yeah, I think oh, the fastest person runs around oh, and just tries hey, to stick things in people's mouths. Hey, man. <laughs> the snitch is coming towards us. Oh, God. Uh, there's something terrifying oh, about him. it. It's not him. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a person. Yeah, yeah. The snitch is a person. Okay. Excellent. And, and then he made him, a sort of call me gesture. Yeah. I hope oh, when drone call call technology catches up, we can... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, which modern television show do you think would be improved by the presence of dinosaurs, my friends? Other than other than all of them? Other than all of them. Uh, Is there any one specific TV show that comes to mind that you think, that would be better with dinosaurs? Uh, How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, there would be more to talk about. Sure. It would add to the, the depth of that canon and the story. Yeah. Hannibal? Like, oh, Yeah. And then it's just a dinosaur eating people, which is awesome. It just kind of takes everything else out of yeah, proportion. Takes it's the like you think that's bad. Out of well. it. Just yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey, how about you? Do you? Is there any television shows that you think would be made better? Uh, wow, I was just imagining them sitting at the bar and then the dinosaurs attack <laughs> <laughs> their booths. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> but would they speak English or would they just speak dinosaur at each other? I think they would just roar in whatever way the okay. dinosaurs actually roared. So orange is the new black would be <laughs> amazing. So there's like one of one of one of the like the clicks at the at the prison is dinosaurs, yeah. and they just have their own subplot sometimes that you can't understand. Oh, here comes red. <laughs> oh no, the dinosaurs have the kitchen now. It all doesn't taste. <laughs> they don't cook the food. You know, when you first get into the prison, you really need to just let the biggest dinosaur eat a limb. Yeah. And then they'll respect you. <laughs> oh. How about the view? Would the view be better with dinosaurs? Oh, of <laughs> I think it already has dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm scoring a lot of points off of that idea that dinosaurs means old. To hit LinkedIn, oh, yeah. the view. Let's see what else we can attack <laughs> based on that bun. Um, Obsolescence. If you guys could train a velociraptor, much beloved, uh, to play an instrument yeah. and go on tour with you, what instrument would you want the Velociraptor to play? Oh, cat keyboard for sure. <laughs> we need someone to play it, and I feel like eventually, like, and by eventually, I mean with like within a month, that we wouldn't have to be in the band anymore. It would just the double clicks would just be a Velociraptor playing a cat keyboard, <laughs> and we could just rest for once, you know. You'd just be like the promoters. <laughs> yeah, we'd just be like, we'll we'll tweet it because he can't, and then you just the Velociraptor goes out on the road. Everybody, go see. The Velociraptor at Bamfest today at 5.30. <laughs> I feel like you could train a Velociraptor to play the harp. Oh. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, it wouldn't have to be even particularly skilled. It's just harp glissandos and ukulele. 
which sounds, I mean, even if it doesn't sound okay, it's still a Velociraptor playing hard. <laughs> Can't really grow one. Do you think that the Velociraptor would be tempted to eat it? That's a good question. Also, they have the claws, so I don't think that I'd have to restring the thing constantly. <laughs> uh, sure. Or maybe steel drums. I think that would be. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. That would be durable. <laughs> and who doesn't love steel drums? <laughs> Nobody. You're really Nobody. investing, Nobody Molly, in the love. fantasy of this, of trying to come up with the most difficult to move around instruments. I like, yeah. As I long like as you the... got a Velociraptor, why not steel drums? <laughs> <laughs> the sponsorships will just roll right in. It'll be fine. <laughs> Do you like... think if right now there was a Velociraptor playing steel drums on this stage, yep. do you think it would make people come or go away? Oh, <laughs> it's Comic Con. So if we gave away like a free hat, <laughs> or like a free piece of paper, <laughs> in addition to the Velociraptor being here, I feel like people would come. That's all that really matters. I got mauled by the steel drum playing Velociraptor, <laughs> and all I got was this button. Velociraptor yeah. threw an entire steel drum at my child. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, would you guys ever want a pea-sized brain? Like dinosaurs allegedly had. Like in addition like to just my, in my own hand. Like sure, that. yeah, yeah, a bonus pea-sized brain. What tasks would you delegate to the pea-sized brain? Like uh, data entry, yeah. right? Like uh, remembering so. birthdays. Oh, sure. Uh, mauling. Remembering passwords, maybe. All of your spare mauling. Isn't that kind? I guess the the iPhone is sort of a, a pea-sized brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Siri, you just tell the little brain, yeah. yo, remind me to get milk when I leave the house. All right, thanks. I would use Siri more if it responded to me yelling pea brain on my phone. <laughs> hey, pea brain. Hey. <laughs> I can show you how to do that later if you want. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I have an actual small brain. Yeah. Uh, if your real brain was going to be shaped like a food, oh. what food would you want your actual brain shaped like? Well, technically you can eat brain, so I think the semantics. No, um, a banana. <laughs> Probably a pineapple. I like that Just it something. took this far into the podcast for you to get into semantics with me on. <laughs> Let's be realistic, though. We just talked about Velociraptors playing steel drums. <laughs> I would like my brain to be shaped like a giant SpongeBob-shaped macaroni. <laughs> Is that too far? Is that too many jumps? No. I really like shaped macaroni, and then I feel like then you could like when you're showing what's going on in my brain in like an animated montage, you could like light up part of SpongeBob and you're like that's the yeah, part that controls creativity, and that's the part that's hungry or whatever. <laughs> You know, I've known you for a while, Angela, and when I think what's going on in your brain, those are honestly the two things that I think about. <laughs> Which Angela am I dealing with? Creative Angela or hungry Angela? Yeah, yeah that's fair. Aubrey, uh, what about your brain? What oh, about your food brain? I was going to go with a banana. I feel like it's a, it's a good shape to fit in my skull. <laughs> you do have a very long, thin skull. <laughs> I think it's got like a curved yeah. idea, yes. Yeah. There are jokes that I can't bring myself to say in a park. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! And it's probably... Insert your own joke here, listener. In I'll probably... just dub them in and post. Yeah, I'll probably edit that out in the podcast. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, if you guys had to see a dinosaur eat a person in real life... Yeah. <laughs> Angela's totally on board with his question. Go on. Who would you like to see the dinosaur eat? Um, I would like to find the manifestation of the person on Twitter who tells me I'm actually funny. Ooh. It's like, Whoa. you guys are uh, women, but 
They're actually funny. And I would like that person just right there to be eaten in front of me at this. Can I give you $10 for this to happen? Or is that not? I never have heard an example of the word actually used in a sentence where it is not more obnoxious at the beginning, but actually more obnoxious later in the sentence. Uh-huh. But that did it for me. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Uh, so if you had a dinosaur that was going to eat that person, yeah. what, what dinosaur would you want? Like a, ve- a vegetarian dinosaur just to make it more cruel? <laughs> One of, something that just slowly poisons it and then eats it over a f- series of just days. Just a giant brontosaur with a tiny pea brain slowly chewing on you. <laughs> All right. I would say Velociraptor because I have a lot of emotions invested in Velociraptors. They're yeah. all feminists in my opinion. So. The Velociraptor makes you feel bad about yourself before it eats you. Yeah. It can and jump it higher be- than you. It's faster than you. It's smarter than you. And it's little bitty. <laughs> Uh, Molly? I think just because I wouldn't want to watch that terribly long, I would want a Tyrannosaurus or some sort of thing with a large mouth to eat the person I don't like. I'm not sure who I don't like enough to watch them get eaten by a dinosaur, though, because I'd just be stoked that it's a dinosaur. But what if it was just like a no-choice scenario? What if it was even like you're with a lot of friends? Yeah, and just somebody's got to go. It's like voting off the island with dinosaur eating. I don't know. The first person that came to mind uh, is the person that confronted Buzz Aldrin and was like, you never landed on the moon, <laughs> and who he then punched. But he's already been punched by Buzz Aldrin, so I feel like that's enough. Yeah, so he's, yeah. Already, he's already been shamed. His life yeah. can only go downhill. He's been punched by Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Might as well be eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. it would be Here sweet, this sweet mercy. Yeah. 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 Then, then the guy at least is going to have a nice his afterlife o- because he is going to be the answer to so many trivia questions. Oh, yeah. His, his obit would just be, he got punched by Buzz Aldrin and then eaten by a Tyrannosaur. <laughs> Here lies this jerk. <laughs> nice. Aubrey? Uh, I think uh, the most sensational would be Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it would, it would get very good media coverage, and uh, it would be on, uh, you know, buzzworthy for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's a pretty showy way to die, so I think he'd be like, I ain't even mad. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great if that was his last words as he was being sol- swallowed. I ain't yeah. even mad. Uh, what dinosaur should eat Donald Trump, Aubrey? Uh, the biggest one, Tyrannosaurus Rex, for sure. Awesome. No longer the biggest dinosaur, I think. It's, it's oh, you're, a gigantic, right. Gigantic, you're right. Uh, so, but they, they this is the biggest uncreative. carnivore, right? The most successful carnivore? Sure. Yeah. Best branding, certainly. <laughs> I heard it evolved from big bird-sized carnivores. <laughs> Into yes. full-on Donald Trump killing size. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is the last of the normal questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If dinosaurs came back uh, to life, in reality, do you think they'd be weirded out about how much humans like them and think about them and talk about them? Ooh. Absolutely. I think they would just be going around being like, you don't even know me, and then like stay inside their giant Hollywood Hills house. and They'd subtweet us. Yeah. <laughs> They would write that one Lindsay Lohan song about how the nobody knows her and she wants to be left alone at the club. <laughs> so you think the first act of dinosaurs would be to right. rip off Lindsay Lohan? 100%. To release a single. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Would you want to tour with the dinosaur band that makes mopey Lindsay Lohan covers? I would not. I don't. They say don't meet your heroes, and I feel like... <laughs> so you wouldn't want to meet a velociraptor in real life? No, I think I would only lead to disappointment. Yeah, because they don't have creative brain. They mostly just have hungry brain, right? Yeah, which is bigger part of my brain also, but <laughs> I think I'd rather just follow them on Twitter. Excellent. Aubrey, any thoughts on dinosaurs coming back to life and being shocked at our obsession with them? 
Yeah, they would just hide in their house and adopt a bunch of cats, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, dinosaurs would mostly cosplay double-click songs. Yeah, that's it. That's what I the the fantasy in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> that is completely accurate. Excellent. Okay, so here is a dinosaur quiz. Uh, I don't think any of us on this panel will be really like dinosaurs. We're not experts on dinosaurs, and they keep changing shit all the time. So it's impossible, unless you're a six-year-old child who just automatically knows everything about dinosaurs. It's impossible to know everything. So the goal of this quiz is to give me the most incorrect answer possible. Oh, great. All right. And I would like you guys to buzz in by just making a random noise with your mouths. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yes. 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 The first question is, according to science, dinosaurs evolved into what modern animal? Cheep, cheep, cheep. <laughs> was, that, uh, was that your buzzing noise, Aubrey? I think that was my buzzing noise. Uh, they evolved into the newt. All of them. They're all newts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Any other, uh, any other thoughts on that? I would say anybody wearing a ba backwards baseball cap was once a dinosaur. <laughs> The capybara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Molly, do you have any? Do you have an answer that is more wrong than Newt or no, dinosaurs think, evolved into guys? No, the capybara is the horse-sized hamster thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to think that those are all dinosaurs somehow. <laughs> and just nice. hanging out with hipsters. Okay. I will give a point to Aubrey uh, because I think her answer, Newt, was probably the most wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Next question. What caused the dinosaurs to go extinct? Ah! <laughs> uh, was that you, Angela? That was me, okay. yes. <laughs> uh, it was over-reliance on bouncy castles as a form of energy. Is that not true? It's deeply wrong, because yeah. <laughs> don't bouncy castles suck energy? Yeah, that's what the problem was. <laughs> So dinosaurs Joseph. were so. <laughs> I know I'm I'm being a real idiot about this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you, so so your argument is that dinosaurs thought they could get energy. Well, they thought they would like jump up and down, and then that the compression would form. Like you could get a small amount of energy from that, from like the compressing oh, not, it, like a pump. Not personal energy, but like this was like how they were making their televisions work. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's how they were like running their fans and uh, their Game Boys, and then. <laughs> Game Boys, and then, uh, but then they realized that the, that Dinosaur. energy was mostly used to keep the bouncy castles, up, especially because they kept building more elaborate bouncy castles. Okay, and, and now how did this kill them? They just got real tired, or their parents told them to go home, or they threw up. They how did they eat. die? They forgot. Yeah, exactly. They forgot to eat, and they just all died. They're having too much. <laughs> so the dinosaurs went extinct, according to Angela, from having too much fun in the bouncy castles. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's my understanding of what would have happened to me as a child if I was allowed to have fun so right. oh, yeah. if you if you had just been left to run rampant yeah i would have died <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh does anyone have a more wrong answer would like to buzz in uh, they tried to build a space station but didn't, didn't realize there's no air up there and they all froze to death <laughs> you really do think that robots are dinosaurs yeah. dinosaurs are robots don't you it's canon <laughs> all right aubrey do you have an answer that is more wrong than they are robots uh they were time trying to time travel but you can't time travel with feathers <laughs> oh shit nice uh but i think angela will uh, lose two points uh so currently angela's at negative two aubrey's at negative one molly you have nothing i know come on uh how many horns does the triceratops have 
I'm waiting for like the QI klaxon. <laughs> was that Aubrey making yeah, that a was quiet me. I made duck a noise? Different, <laughs> different noise this time for some reason. Uh, that does a triceratops. Well, triceratops is the leader of its marching band yep. and technically bought all those instruments. So I think <laughs> it owns approximately 16 horns. Okay, you answered with a pun, so I'm giving you negative 72 points. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. These puns piss me off. Uh, uh, I think it was none. Could you because, uh, could you buzz in? Uh, ah. <laughs> I recognize Angela. Okay, I think it was actually none because it was like a Music Man style hoax, and they didn't actually ever deliver the horns. All right, doubling down on a pun, you uh, get negative 148 yeah. points. Molly. Um, it actually had... Please buzz in. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, had, it had one horn, like, on its nose, and the other two were just very advanced eyebrows. <laughs> Could it cock them? Yeah, sort of the do the Spock thing, yeah. sort of wiggle them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll give you negative one point, Molly. Thanks? Yes. You're welcome. The double clicks are a little ahead. Well, we know a lot about dinosaurs. Or a little behind. Uh, Next question. How did dinosaurs reproduce? Ah! (laughs) I I want to believe that's just your answer, but I know that's your buzz-in noise. Uh, Tinder. (laughs) Uh, It was just app-based. So they just had to, like... uh, if you both swipe right, they both swipe right, and yeah. a baby comes out of the phone. <laughs> yeah, it, like prints it out like um, like those those like like a Polaroid camera, <laughs> and then you plant it in the ground. That's horrible because then they literally have to shake their babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you shouldn't shake a poor anyway. And then you plant it in the ground, and then Taylor Swift comes and digs it up and makes an album about it. That's uh, that, how the dinosaurs reproduce. That seems pretty correct to me. Yeah. Other, other thoughts? I was gonna say 3D printing, but oh, that, that's not as good. Aubrey, do you have any thoughts uh, on how dinosaurs reproduce? It, they, they, it was something about sequencing DNA and an animated uh, double helix yeah. strand yeah. talking to you. Yeah. That's really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is your oh, answer. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Jeff Goldblum. Thank Jeff you. Goldblum takes his shirt off is how dinosaurs reproduce. And he just looks at a dinosaur and they become pregnant. <laughs> what would a Goldblum impregnated dinosaur look like? What would the baby of that union look like? Just like really big eyes. Very huh. surprised looking. <laughs> it wouldn't How ha- the hell did this happen to me? <laughs> no feathers, but a lot of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alright, I'll give everybody negative ten for that, because it's all deeply wrong. Uh, <laughs> what was commonly found at the end of a Stegosaurus's tail? Ah! <laughs> oh, that was cool. <laughs> you guys gold. almost sound like you were yawning violently that noise. <laughs> Uh, uh, snuck uh, up on me. A pot of gold is my answer. A pot of gold? Yeah. Excellent. Molly? These low, low prices. <laughs> <laughs> and could you buzz in, in retrospect? Wee-oo, <laughs> wee-oo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either Aubrey is buzzing in, or someone in France needs an ambulance. <laughs> but I believe me. it is Aubrey. It was me. <laughs> It was me. This is Aubrey. His popsicles is the correct answer. Oh, yeah. Aw, that's lovely and frightening. Yep. 
would other dinosaurs try to suck the other the stegosaurus's tail? It's why uh, it's why the stegosaurus stays so fit. We're always running away from the other dinosaurs. Nice. I think that is uh, by far the most wrong. <laughs> so Aubrey will lose another ten points. Uh, dinosaurs are first mentioned in popular culture in what novel? Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Angela. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Which is the goal? So stop being bummed out. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah. And then he's like, "Welcome to my playroom." And she's like, "You mean your Xbox?" And then he opens the room, and it's just a bunch of like dinosaur plastic figures, <laughs> and like the walls got a Jurassic Park three poster on it, and it's yeah. very disappointing for everybody. That's his unusual taste. Is that he actually likes <laughs> Jurassic Park three? Yeah. No, he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. and then she just leaves. <laughs> like, screw it. Yeah, I'm not, out. Not worth it. <laughs> All right. Any any other uh, buzzings in from Molly or Aubrey? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my buzzing noise. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, please forget it every time because okay, every no noise problem. you make is delightful. <laughs> Uh, I think it was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's very painful. It, <laughs> it given... was. It was very sad. Nice. Uh, all right. I'll give everybody negative 100 for that. But Angela's still in the lead because she doubled down on a pun. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> in the case of an actual dinosaur emergency, what is the best part of your body to hold on to? <laughs> I would say your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first, please, Molly, buzz in. Ah! Oh. Wow. Uh, okay, so... Take that, Quidditch players. No, uh, your intestines, right? You kind of need those to be alive. Right, but you so... could lose all your limbs and your butt what? and be fine. <laughs> I feel like that's not incorrect enough. <laughs> it, no, I mean, it is. It's a good practical thought that mm-hmm. if you could just say, here's here's one body part that's off-limit dinosaurs ahead of time is mm. intestines. But holding on to them presents some logistic issues in my mind. Running. Yeah. You just, you just curl into a ball, I guess. Okay, so you'd Burn hold yourself. on to them from the outside. You wouldn't try to, like... Oh, no. Like, oh, put them in a jar. Here we go. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. What could go wrong? <laughs> ah! Angela. Okay. I think uh, you should hold on one, one hand on a hip, one hand on your the back of your head, so like do a Looney Tunes style seduction technique. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then you can uh, use yourself as a distraction to keep the dinosaurs from killing you. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Always, it worked for Bugs Bunny all the time. 100% of the time. Yeah. For, at first, I thought you were going to suggest being a little teapot. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs hate teapots. They do. Well, they don't like the English. They're very anti-English, so they just go away as soon as anything British starts happening. <laughs> that was part of Fifty Shades of Grey as well. Aubrey. Wah! Um, uh, I, I believe... <laughs> no, I forgot the question. Uh... Just answer without knowing what the question is would be awesome, because the goal is to be wrong. Say anything. Oh, oh, oh. I did have an answer. I was going to say holding on to your ears, because that's what I always do at the movies when the dinosaurs come on. For some reason, when I get scared, I I cover my ears, which would not be a... I mean, that's that's my technique, anyway. Do you have synesthesia when you cover your ears? Well, usually... Do you not see the dinosaurs anymore? Usually the most violent parts are also the, the loudest... In my opinion, like right. the music gets really intense, and there are uh, roaring noises. Yeah, the dinosaurs do not shut up. No, uh, I go with the ears. Okay, 
I think that is the most wrong for me. <laughs> that holding on your ears would help in any way. So I'll give you a negative whatever Angela has, and then you're, you're even. Oh, what? <laughs> Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so many fossils were discovered via the competition of two paleontologist uh, adventurers named Othniel Charles Marsh and my favorite name ever for an oldie-time guy, Edward Drinker Cope. His name is actually Drinker Cope. Is that in Drinker quotation Cope? marks? I barely know her. No, Drinker wasn't in quotation That's marks. That's amazing. And normally it is like, well, how did people get names back in the old times? Well, it's based on your activities. <laughs> drinker Cope. He could drink uh, a lot, but he could also cope with it pretty well, so nobody said anything. <laughs> yes, Edward No Hangover would have been just fine, too. Um, so these two guys competed a bunch in the 1880s, and that's why we, and 1890s, and that's uh, why we had an escalation of discovery of artifacts. What was their competition called at the time? What was their uh, competition with one another known as? Ooh. D- were you buzzing in or were you taking in the no, question? No, that was, that was me being amazed by the great question. I'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> ah. Angela. <laughs> Dinomania XXXV. That's it. Is that sort of like Magic Mike XXL? It's a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what if that was part of it? They all had to do like a dance also. That'd be great. Yeah, and it would be themed to the kind of dinosaur that they were getting. Yeah. That's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Edward Drinker Cope took his shirt off and danced with dinosaurs. He danced around. Nice. Uh, For no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Molly? The bone zone. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Aubrey, would you like to buzz in? Uh, no, I found the most dinosaurs. That was the name of the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Leave me it alone! It was me! I'm winning! Yeah, yeah. That's what I, uh, that, that's what that's, I think they sound like. That's incredibly accurate. Uh, so, oh, therefore, shoot. incorrect on being incorrect. So, I'll give Angela <laughs> another negative 10 points. Okay, so, guys, this is the final question. <gasps> At this point, anyone can lose by winning, by getting so many wrong. This is an essay question. What is my favorite dinosaur and why? Oh, goodness. The silence is us writing down our answers. Yeah. That's right. the podcast listeners at home. That wasn't me, but I just made a noise. My favorite dinosaur memory is the last episode of the Dinosaurs sitcom, where they oh, all just yeah. huddle in their house and face extinction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Because it was a terrible show. It was awful. Yeah, they deserved it. Yeah. Those okay. dinosaurs brought it on themselves. I still, when I close my eyes, I see that dinosaur baby. <laughs> Oh, no. Just when you're talking about dinosaurs or any time you no, close just your eyes? No, any time. Just this little poreless, creepy, sort of melted cheese-looking face. <laughs> Smiling back at me. All right, Joseph, I think your favorite you dinosaur... Could please? Ah! Thank you. ...is Yoshi. Why? Because uh, sometimes uh, he eats... Uh, he can, like, spit stuff out and it hurts people. And yes. And you like that. That is, uh, I'm, I'm looking for incorrect answers. That's very, very close to oh, correct. Oh, damn it. I uh, I played the, the video game Super Smash Brothers a lot, and there are a lot of ways uh, that cute little Nintendo characters can horribly beat other cute Nintendo characters. But nothing is, is shameful when you're like Link and you have like armor and a shield and a sword and bombs, and then a cute dinosaur jumps above you and poops an egg on your head <laughs> and sends you flying to your death. Yeah. There's nothing more shameful. 
It's delightful. And I love that. Uh, Aubrey or Molly, would you like to buzz in? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Aubrey, please at least, whether you have an answer or not, please make a buzz in noise for me. I like that. That was great. That was very, yeah, it was like a little cartoon drum. Ta-da! Uh, we're yes. looking for wrong. My, I, I understand that we were looking for wrong. Uh, yes. Uh, you, your, your favorite dinosaur, um, Joseph. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, Joseph Scrimshaw's favorite dinosaur is... Uh, She's not stalling. She's no, just really building absolutely. up. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I beseech thee. Uh, the, the dinosaur is the, the Cuddlesaurus, which is the most fluffy of all dinosaurs. <laughs> and all it did uh, was ride on the backs of other dinosaurs and make friends with other dinosaurs. Did you say ride or writhe? <laughs> I said ride. Okay, I heard ride on the back of other dinosaurs. <laughs> they might have also ride, and I really like that. Dinosaurs. Uh, and uh, just made cute little cuddly noises. Never fought anything because Joseph uh, really loves cuddly feathered dinosaurs. And this Aww. is his favorite one: the that, Hufflepuff of dinosaurs. That's right. That, that, that's pretty incorrect. Uh, but it, but I am a Hufflepuff, so <laughs> can't be entirely incorrect. Uh, so that was very close. So I'm going to have the audience vote with applause. Ladies and gentlemen, please applaud for who you think was the most wrong during the quiz. For Aubrey. <laughs> Light incorrect applause. Okay. For Angela. Angela, Fifty Shades of Grey, whoever. No. And, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll edit that out of the podcast, too. No, it's I won't. Fine. It's fine. I won't. It's fine. It's fine. I won't. Uh, and for Molly Lewis. I think, Molly, you are slightly more uh, incorrect than everybody else, according to the audience. So Always. congratulations, Molly. Thank, thank you. Yeah, Molly, it was the most. Uh, it was definitely the most incorrect to just refuse to answer the last question. <laughs> yeah. I accept this trophy on behalf of all incorrect people. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to uh, go to our how obsessed are you questions. So uh, I'm going to ask these questions, and each of you down the line, please answer. Molly, do you think about dinosaurs every day? Well, we've mentioned the melted cheese baby face dinosaur <laughs> who was burned into my cornea, so I guess yes. <laughs> yes, against your will. Angela, do you think about dinosaurs every day? 100%. I pray every evening to a different dinosaur who I name by name. Yes. Can you give us an example of one? Like Plesiosaurus or like no, like Diana? Like, like D- Doug. <laughs> hey, Doug. <laughs> Please keep the patriarchy away from me for another day. Keep my burritos tasty. Love, Angela. Excellent. Aubrey, do you think about dinosaurs every day? Yes, because I have dinosaur stickers on uh, all of my Trapper Keepers. Aww. So I am constantly looking at them and rearranging them and buying new dinosaur stickers. Aww. That's my favorite form of dinosaur, is in sticker form. Puffy and cuddly. Yes. Like the Rhythosaur. Nice. <laughs> uh, Molly, would you get a dinosaur tattoo? I actually have dinosaur temporary tattoos in my purse right now, and that's not a joke. I actually do. <laughs> if you'd like one, I can provide. Yeah. Can, yep. Absolutely. We Back should all get matching time. temporary dinosaur tattoos. Yeah. 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 Angela, would you get a dinosaur tattoo? Yes, I would. What dinosaur? Would it be Doug? No, Doug's kind of a jerk. <laughs> uh, I think I would I would get 
uh, a Velociraptor. Honestly, I would get a Demetrodon, which is not a dinosaur, but I feel like in the category of what a podcast defines as a dinosaur, that counts. <laughs> no offense, Joseph. This is our drive-by insult on the concept of podcast. <laughs> Nothing true or accurate is ever on a podcast, so screw it. Yeah. Excellent. Aubrey, would you get a dinosaur tattoo? No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think if I got a dinosaur tattoo, I would I would put it on my butt. So then when I was holding on my butt, I, I was holding why. a dinosaur. Yeah. The cuddlosaur yeah. on my butt. Maybe that's actually why Sam Jackson wants you to hold on to your butt. It's because dinosaurs would see it and be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> nice. Uh, Molly, would you read or write slash fiction about dinosaurs? Absolutely. <laughs> Have you? No. W- will you soon? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm writing it on my phone right now. Excellent. Angela? Yeah. I feel like I have. And I don't know for sure that I have, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. That seems like something I would have done at some point. <laughs> like, if only in your dreams. If only in my dreams. <laughs> nice. And Aubrey? Would uh, you write slash fiction about uh, puffy dinosaur stickers getting it on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would do really well. That would give me With an that internet exact following. title. Yeah. Yeah. You should get, launch a Patreon for that. Perfect. Aubrey's sticker That's slash my, fiction. My new career. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would back that. Uh, <laughs> Molly, would you discuss dinosaurs with Hitler? I, I guess if Hitler brought it up, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of extinction, let's talk about... Oh, God. Oh, oh Molly. That's, I think it's a pretty natural segue. Like, yeah. Are you bummed that the dinosaurs are gone? Let me tell you something. My new favorite worst thing that's been said in a public park. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yay. I'm happy to provide a service. That's To me, that's what performing in a park is about. It's like, <laughs> what is the worst thing you can say in a public park? Yeah. Oh. It makes it very fun. Uh, Molly, you actually suggested this question. It's true. Many moons ago for this podcast, for the How Obsessed Are You? And you're the first one who answered with the very logical, if you brought it up. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, Angela, would you discuss dinosaurs with Hitler? No. They're sacred. And he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like Doug. Hitler yeah. is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey? I don't speak German. <laughs> <laughs> Another good answer. Uh, Molly, would you swear to none over dinosaurs? Would I what? Would you swear to none? Would I swear at a nun over dinosaurs? That is the question. How would this nun aggrieve me so much? Like, well, no, like, you shut up. If dinosaurs she got up in aren't... your business and you would say nasty things about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs aren't here to defend their honor. How dare you, sister? Like that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I I guess any valid excuse to swear at a nun is a good one, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Angela? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds fun. Aubrey? Uh, I would likely walk away. I have to admit it. I probably wouldn't swear. She doesn't like fights. With I would nuns. swear as I was walking away. Never would, mind. I would swear at the nun. You'd swear, I like swearing a you'd lot. You'd swear quietly under your breath. Yes. Okay. Motion carries. We're swearing at nuns. <laughs> I've only I, I have had the, the the pleasure of hearing you swear, Aubrey, and it's always been quiet. And there's something extra powerful about it. <laughs> well, Her anger is beautiful and pure. <laughs> it is. She doesn't really have an f bomb. She has like an f ninja throwing star. She just goes. Small and deadly and direct. Uh, all right. Molly, would you open a park full of dinosaurs? Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like we've been warned about that at least canonically twice. 
Angela, would you open a park full of dinosaurs? I think I could make it work. I mean, <laughs> it's just men keep messing it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I it's, could do it. No it's problem. It's just spreadsheets. It's having good spreadsheets. Yeah, absolutely. I would kickstart it. It would be very successful. And then we would just, it would be fine. You just got to know how much your rewards cost. You got to know how big the walls have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they would all be my friends. And they would be my only friends. And I would lose all of my other friends because I would become obsessed with my park. And I would be fine with that. What would the sort of backer rewards be for a park, for your Kickstarter, for your Ooh, free maulings, mauling yeah. certificates. Um, uh, probably sound effects records of dinosaur noises. <laughs> uh, yeah, t-shirts. T-shirts and tote bags, for sure, <laughs> with stable. my face on them. <laughs> no dinosaurs. No. Your face on a dinosaur's head, or yeah. a dinosaur's body. Ooh, that sounds horrible. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that all of the branding is you, and that the park is even like... Angela Land, and then you go and like, holy shit, there's dinosaurs in Angela Land. I think we can agree it would be Angela Land. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. You and your portmanteaus. <laughs> Things can be two words. No, no it cannot. It's an economy of syllables. Uh, portman, no. <laughs> you did it. Damn it. Aubrey, would you open a park full of dinosaurs? A competing one with Angela Land. Of course I would. I can't, I could not let that stand. Uh, my parents would never talk to me. Yeah. Um, our parents would never talk to me. Thank you. Uh, unless I was trying to compete for their love with a dinosaur park. Uh, I would try to make them miniature. That's what an uh, angle I don't think a lot oh, of nice. people have taken. Sticker sized. Sticker sized. <laughs> yes. Sticker sized cuddlesauruses. Uh, the miniature park of dinosaurs. Aww, nice. Uh, so I asked people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Starting with you, Molly, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with dinosaurs? Huh? <laughs> The Manosaurus. Nice, nice. Uh, Angela? Ah! Was that a, a noise being made by a dinosaur, or you? That's just how I express enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't do it often. <laughs> Aubrey, uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with dinosaurs? We agree Aubrey wins. I think Aubrey wins that Thank noise. Thank you. Cheering, cheering. Uh, so, final questions on the podcast. Uh, they don't have to do with the uh, topic of obsession, but they can if you, they want. If we awesome. want them to. Molly, if there was a video game based on your life, what would the main goal be? Oh, I think it would be to... Probably just to stay inside. Like, to sort of shove off <laughs> obligations so that you don't have to leave the house. So it would be a massively annoying video game where you just can't go just anywhere. You keep getting reminded of quest chains. <laughs> You're just constantly deferring them. be like a game where you don't have a jump button, but there's always a small hedge in your way. <laughs> yeah, you just walk into walls. Nice. Pet all the neighborhood cats. Angela, if you could assign yourself a nickname, and people would for sure call you that, what would your nickname be? This is really great question um uh tiny i just like that nickname. really yeah oh, God. You want to trade? angela tiny weber yeah nice i like it it's lovely yeah <laughs> your sister is laughing yeah well there's a lot of truth happening right now <laughs> excellent aubrey if you had yes. the power to set one specific kind of thing on fire with your mind, oh yeah, what kind of thing would you like to set on fire oh, no. with your mind? Oh gosh, this is an important choice for me. The number of times a day Aubrey just says "burn it all down" <laughs> might surprise you. So this is a great question. It really doesn't. <laughs> I would like this to burn. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah. See, the problem is now I'm trying to calculate what object that doesn't normally burn uh, I could use as a uh, inflammation. Uh, to, to catch other things on fire. All right. Oh, right. It's a mind power. I'm going to catch people's hair on fire. I think <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I guess I better stay in a good state of mind most yeah. of the time. <laughs> Watch out, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey is coming for you. Uh, so you guys have all been on the podcast before. The final question for everyone is always, what is happiness? You guys have all answered this question. So just for fun, could all three of you answer at the same time, and we'll see what happens. And begin. What is happiness? Donuts. Happiness is uh, happiness is putting a salad knowing on that you're better than everyone and else, like a and, and just and having friends around, around or bed, knowing that lots of donuts will never find anyone but you. But you have to get it cut into four slices, like the Ninja Turtles dog kittens. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Nice hats, everybody. Ah!